In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's another mini-sode. With a question, what the heck did I do? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. And welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Q Dog, in the studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie. Hello. There she is. And uh, we are going to continue on this little mini series called Mini Soaps. And um, I certainly hope you enjoyed the last one with uh, What a Girl Wants. And in this one, we're going to jump right into it just as soon as I give you the contact information, which is coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. And that's not versus spelled out. That's V like victory, S like success. Um, then you can also get on the Facebook page, which uh, is at MVSM Podcast. Check us out there. We have all kinds of tips, pictures, um, and some uh, and some cool posts for you to check out. That's a way for us to interact and engage. So with that, um, we really got to dive in here. And honey, um, after I created Hope, which, gosh, that was, I couldn't have planned that. I didn't plan that, but I couldn't have planned on that coming out of your mouth any better. It was, a, it was like an aha moment for me. So thank you for... Thank you for sharing that. And um, I just want to know what the heck did I really, really do here that uh, that made these things start changing? I know we touched on it a bit at the end in the last episode, but if you've got some examples for me, I think that'll really help the guys out. Um, and even the gals who listen, I don't know who's listening in these 23 different countries, but I assume... It's not all guys. There are some gals there too. So take it away. Um, basically, you just started dating me again. Um, it was little stuff like um, leaving me notes in the morning just to remind me that no matter what today brought, you were behind me, you loved me, you know, things that, that you loved about me or that... Um, just kind of encouraged me in the morning. Um, Is that when I uh, took the dry erase marker and wrote notes on the mirror? Or was um, that... You did. Sometimes you wrote them on the mirror. Sometimes you left me notes on the bed. Um, just depends. Sometimes you would send me texts during the day. It just depends on what was going on. That was the other one. You were sending me random texts during the day without calling me or knowing what was going on. You would just shoot me a text real fast that, you know, it tell me... Um, how beautiful I was or um, a memory that you had or something that you saw that made you think of me. You were constantly feeding into, feeding something positive into my day because my day is so crazy sometimes with the kids back then, even now. But back then it was just anybody with five kids in diapers, let me just tell you. Holy the, cow. Dude. The last thing on my mind was how pretty I feel today. <laughs> It was, you're lucky I rolled out of bed and I might have my hair up in a ponytail. Maybe. If you see me and I'm not in my PJs when you get home, it's a good day. Um, you started doing things that you did when we were dating. 
flowers randomly and it's and it wasn't like I a $50 bouquet of roses being delivered or anything like that it was as simple as running by Walmart and grabbing a $5 bag of daisies and bringing them home little things um, when you would come home like I said before you would take over and tell me you know go take a bath I'll give you an hour just go close the door and he kept all the kids away from the door so you know because mom goes to the bathroom and everybody's outside going even can me, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said, I can text you. <laughs> um, there were a couple of times where you set up dates without telling me and you would call me on your way home from work and say, okay, you've got one hour. I'm going to pick you up. You need to be ready. And that just took a load off of me because I didn't have to try to plan out babysitting or try to plan out dinner or it just put me as your priority. And okay. once I started seeing that you were trying to make me a priority, that you were trying to make sure that I knew in the midst of all this other crap, I was important and our marriage was important and you were working at it, that shifted things for me. But at the same time, it wasn't all on you. True, 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 Because true. I started... Um, texting you during the day, I started talking to you more about things that I knew were bugging you. Um, I started making sure that in the evenings, even though I had to sit with Kirsten for bedtime, I made sure we had time before that in case I didn't make it back to the bed. Just in case you didn't know, Kiki doesn't sleep for a very long time. I slept in the chair in her bedroom. So we didn't even have that sharing the same bed for Mm -hmm. a long time. Um, but I still made sure that we had time to at least watch a movie or sit together or something so that you didn't feel like you were doing all the work and I was just kind of taking it from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And I think something that really, really helped us out a big deal, um, and because I probably the, wasn't it the, um, like the little marriage conference we went to with Bill and Rita that kind of kicked off our whole let's make our marriage better situation? Um, That was, yeah, it was right about the same time that we pulled you into counseling with me and Rita because I had been counseling with Rita for myself for, a for about a year okay. almost. And um, we did the, the, what do you call them? The modules. The modules Living life by which, design, yeah, which yeah. was basically figuring yourself out. Yeah, and then we did the marriage um, counseling, and not the counseling, but the little group that they had it was like a little class, like a six-week class that we did, and that <laughs> that changed a lot because there were questions in there that when we both answered them, we just looked at each other and went, "Really? That's how you feel about this?" That's yeah. not. You know, when they say, "Where's your marriage?" and your numbers are way different, and then they say, <clears throat> "Where's your sex life?" and we both go, "Uh oh." I don't really, I don't want to show you the number on that one just because there was no connection. Yeah, and that's one thing I wanted to make it a point to say is that in that like marriage, um, in that marriage seminar or whatever, I don't I don't know what to call it. Anyway, it was like eight, eight weeks or something like that. Um, one thing we did learn about was how women connect emotionally and how men connect through sex. And all of a sudden, sex wasn't just this nasty thing, just remembering, you know, you. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden, you know, actually men aren't pigs because they want sex. That's the place where they connect. Now, maybe they don't know how to connect 
um, insects or what that means, but that was a that was a major turning point uh, for us because it's like a it's like a built-in need um, that comes standard equipment on every man. You know that it's a connection that you need. It's like your most vulnerable mm-hmm. place. So that was a big turning point for us too, because like you said, this thing takes two people. Um, so yeah, I did become intentional about doing things. Do you remember the Valentine's Day where I um, I wrote out what was it like twelve different t- twelve different things that you could pick from and put them in a uh-huh. in a in a box. That was a that was a a busy year of things to do, but and it was, I, it was one a month because that's all we could afford. Yeah, and it was twelve different things that he folded into a piece of paper, stuck it in a jar, and or stuck it in a box, and then once a month, the first of the month, he would come out and say, "Okay, pick your whatever thing is going to be," and then if it was a weekend away or if it was a date night or whatever, it gave us thirty days in the month to plan. Yeah. When can we do it? When can we get a babysitter? But it gave me a whole month of looking forward to what I was going to get. And it's not being selfish for me. It's simply knowing that he put the effort into making sure that once a month I got something. And some of it was little stuff. It was like um, a movie date. It was um, one night was a massage. A massage. One night it was you pick the DVD. You know, it's. It's little stuff, or you can control the remote. That's probably one of the best ones. Was I get to control the TV remote for the night? You know, it, I put that in there. Yes, you did oh. because you were being a dork. I'm funny. It was all it, random though. You didn't know what was. you were gonna no, pick, and I didn't. It was um, paid massage where you t- sent me out somewhere to get a massage. There was one that was just um, a massage from you. They were all different things. Not all of them cost money either. Yeah. That was the beauty of it was it was still thoughtful. Did I, did I fit a naked massage in there anywhere? Honey, every massage with you is a naked massage pretty much. So, yeah, oh, that's a given. Good. I need to. But that. Just had an idea. Those kind of things. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> that those kind of things, I think, are what made the biggest difference mm-hmm. because it was like you randomly bringing flowers home isn't something that was planned. It's just something that you thought of me and you went and did it. And that tells me that you're putting effort into something. I used to get so pissed because he would go out Christmas Eve and buy my Christmas presents with a friend of his because this was our friend's tradition. Don't do this. Please don't do this. I enjoyed that so much. I know you did, but honestly, now when you think ahead and you know what I like and what I want and you can get it instead of getting there and it's all sold out or you're stuck getting something else that makes the person feel like you're not putting any effort into it. You're just kind of saving me to the last minute. It is not save the best for last when it comes to shopping for your wife. Sorry, guys, but that's not how this works. Noted. But it's the same for her. I could, I could actually see where that, uh, you never told me it bothered you, but I could see where I that. I did eventually. I did. We talked about it because you came home with some stuff that was just kind of like, what made you think of me looking at this? But Well, it really, to tell you the truth, it really helped me because I'll overanalyze. As, as non-analytical as I am, I can overanalyze and I'll just talk myself out of buying you something because I'm thinking there will be something better. So when I when I went shopping on Christmas Eve or that close to it, it's like, you're here, surprise her, 
you must buy something because you have no more time. Um, so you need to get it done. Okay, but some guys, and, and I mean no disrespect, but if you need to buy something because you need to get it done, so whatever you find here is what you're going to get, dude, you're putting him in the doghouse because he's going to look around at some things and go, okay, well, I'll buy her some jammies. And they're going to be like three sizes too big or some ugly, silly something because... I'm not advocating for people to I'm, do that now. I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm saying... I'm just saying that's what helped me. Now, now the emergence of Amazon Prime... Um, made things great for me because that and the NHL shopper. Now your two best friends. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, but I do like buying you thoughtful things. I mean, even even to the point of when I arranged babysitting behind your back, uh, bought plane tickets behind your back, bought you the you know bought us tickets to Alabama for your first Alabama football game, um, you know arranged meals, all of it. And uh, it's a shame that Kirsten broke her ankle the very day we were leaving, right. so I couldn't surprise you the way I wanted to. But those are things that I deeply enjoy, and I didn't really know how much those things meant to you until I started to learn about your your need for... It's an emotional thing for you. It seems like when I think of you throughout the day or I do something at random, it's like... it. It sparks something in you to say you thought about me today. Yeah, it's an it's a conscious effort you're putting into something for me. It's like, um, you know, when we talk about going on date nights and stuff like that. When you take control of those things and it leaves me no choice except to get ready and go, it takes a lot of the thought out of my day because I can just do what I need to do and I know at 6 o'clock I need to be ready and we're leaving. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm responsible for. But when you take the time and you plan these trips or you bring something special home or, um, and I'm not really a super gifts person. Right. Um, I have a hard time accepting gifts sometimes because it's real easy to look at our house and go, well, this one needs this and this person needs this. And right. But when you take that time to forego what might be needed or something else that we could do, with that money and you take the time to put it into me at random it's a heartstring it's a huge heartstring yeah and and i think the important thing here is like that i don't want you dude i don't want you to go out and start doing things for your wife that i did for mine you know it's your quest it's your it's my challenge to you to to learn a little bit more about your wife learn how to speak her language and i think you know, the love languages helped us out a lot. And, you know, we always tend to swing a little too far, overanalyze, you know, not just us, but it, whether it's, let me give you some 360 feedback, and, you know, from people that <clears throat> frustrate you or whatever the case is. But the more you start to learn, you know, and let me tell you, when you start to learn more about your wife and she feels like you just get her, like you totally get me, you know me. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal, right? Yeah, it is. Dude, when you come home and say, call and make us a tattoo appointment. Hello, that's three to five hours that you and I are going to sit in a chair across from each other having great conversation with some friends that we have while getting inked up. And it's a permanent date night that's stuck in your head. That's a big deal. Yeah. I... It's, it's something we remember. I remember the conversations. I remember the smells. I remember the jokes that were told. I remember talking about the next 
thing that we're getting done. It seems so simple and so petty to some people because I mean, yesterday, really, you go on dates and get tattoos. Yes, we do because we both enjoy it. It's something to do together. Well, I, you know, I, one thing I think is really important, if you don't know anything about the love languages, you're new to it, you've heard it before, check out our episode 18, um, because Jeannie and I talked about our love languages, and that was, that was really something that helped me learn how to connect with you. It will shock you. If you haven't done it before and you don't know what it is, it will shock you to find out how you actually function Mm-hmm. and what drives you. I never would have thought that quality time was my number one in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought the physical touch would be my number one now, considering the history and the things that we've talked about in the past. Right. And now it's something that I crave all the time. So it it's just something to maybe for us, because we just did it and we thought, you know, love language is supposed to be what it is all the time. It's not. It can change as you change. It can change as your circumstances change. It can change as you grow. So it might be something like we've been doing, I think once a year is just going over it again and saying, okay, where are we? Are we still in the same place? Because if your spouse's needs change and you don't know that, you're going to keep running the same play and Right. You're not going to get the same reaction. Eventually, you're going to be banging your head against the wall trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Yeah, and and I I think I think he writes in in the love language like you can go take it for free, um, even if you want to pause this episode, go take it for free. You can find it on Google Five Love Languages, and then I think as you change, they, he, I think he writes that they don't change, but that's just not our experience. No, our experience has been they they changed as because cir- your circumstances change you. You change to adapt to what's happening around you. That goes for marriage. It goes for kids. It goes for life in general. But your needs changed after surgery. Mm-hmm. Things were just shifting for us. How how we lived life shifted for us. Right. You know, things changed with me, with the kids and having you home. And you just need to check in, take the time, take a, a night out. Go over it together and say, okay, is this still the same? If not, okay, let's reevaluate. We had to go back and figure it out because I didn't know what it was <clears throat> to change from quality time to touch. Right. You have to know what does that look like to you. It's not just coming over and putting your hand on my shoulder. This is not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it might be for your spouse. You right. never know. You never you never know. Well, Until you ask. We got to wrap this episode up. Um, honey, thanks for uh, thanks for putting this stuff out there. And I mean, my, my big takeaway from this one is that uh, I just made you a priority and I started to learn more about you. And I can't emphasize that enough. Um, making your wife feel like, uh, like she's a priority, that you're getting to learn a little bit about her. She's so sure. that's your homework this week, guys. Go dig in. Get in where you fit in and figure things out. If you need some help, I told you how to contact us. So look us up, bro. Look us up, bro. That's right. Anyway, fantastic. I'm so happy that uh, I'm so happy that you're listening and that you're being a part of this great community. And uh, until the next time, the Q uh, Diggity Dog is out. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. 
This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.